0: Good morning and welcome to Conversations with Buddy. We record the podcast at the Rec podcast recording studio here in Kaiser, Oregon. We typically do these on Friday morning. We drop a new podcast each and every Friday morning with a new story that will impact someone. And we hope that someone is you. Please take a moment to like, comment, and also share on your favorite social media platform. We want to get these messages out to the people and to impact the world one testimony at a time. I'm excited and grateful to introduce today's podcast guest, my friend, Stephen Hill. Welcome, Stephen. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's glad to be here. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Well, hey, always lots of good questions. I I like to find out about people. Like, I know you a little bit. We've been going to church for a long time. Yeah. I know you from the UGM. uh, But I want to ask a lot of good questions, and I know I will learn something about you that I don't know. Yeah, awesome. Well, let me introduce you. And tell a little bit about you, and then we can dive in. So I asked you this morning, you know, maybe a few things about you. And so what you wrote was, "I'm a Christian." That's mm-hmm. cool. Your husband, tell me your wife's name, Leslie. Leslie. And h- how long have you been married? Uh, we've been married four years. Awesome. Your father to how many kids? Four kids. Just four of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you work at the UGM. That's my own little uh, input there. And you've been there for how long?
1: Uh 5 years. Okay. Been working there, yep.
0: Right on. And last or a couple more things, you love the outdoors, hunting, hiking, fishing, and then lastly you love coffee. Coffee. So yeah. we have, we have a lot in common by the way, just so you know. <laughs> awesome. And coffee is definitely one of them. Yeah, so on the list. Well, let's let's talk talk about you a little bit. Kind of where you grew up at and I know you have a story, and I don't know the story. But I can't wait to hear this story because there's yeah. there's something about you I don't know, but I think that's what we're going to share today. Yeah. Um, Maybe there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I'm 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 ready to hear what this looks like for the next thirty minutes or so. Sure. So, kind of walk me back from the beginning. Like, you know, where, where'd you grow up? What were your parents like? Um, well, then we'll dive into, you know, I don't know, high school, marriage, kids. Yeah. Life.
1: All right. So fire away, man. Okay. Well. So I grew up in a small town on the Oregon coast, uh, in Clatsop County, uh, just outside of Astoria. It's called Napa. Um, there's only really a, a couple thousand people there. Um, I mean, it's a small town. There's not a lot there. Um, went through grade school and middle school, part of high school, and then moved back to Astoria, which is, is closer to the, to the coast. Um, and that's that's really when my life kind of started to make a pretty big shift. I started going towards uh, drugs and alcohol, dropped out of school. Um, really wasn't I? I, had, I got my GED, so I didn't ever graduate high school, but I went and got a GED. Um, but growing up out there was uh, something I didn't value at the time. <laughs> I wanted to get away from there, uh, but now I think back, I'm like, man, it's it's a great place to actually be Um, but for me during that time it was I was just headed down down the wrong way and um, grew up I have two sisters uh, my mom um, and my real dad they were never really married Uh, they were never together so my real dad he lived up in Washington I'd visit him every once in a while Um, and so really it was my mom my two sisters Uh, my mom had gotten married Um, and so I had a stepdad Um, pretty early on and then they separated. Um, and then I had another stepdad, uh, who's, who him and my mom are still together to this day. So they've been together for, for quite a while. Um, but yeah, we, we moved around a lot, lived in a lot of different houses, um, until eventually moved out into, to my own place and kind of went out into the world.
0: So take me back real quick. So the town you grew up in, what was it called again? Napa. Napa, like Napa, Idaho, but Napa.
1: Yeah, it's spelled K-N-A-P-P-A.
0: Got it. And then you moved to Astoria, and that's when the drug and the maybe alcohol use started. What, what age were you at that point in time?
1: So, well, I mean, I'd kind of gotten into to weed and alcohol mm, middle school. Um, the first time I'd ever smoked weed, I was in uh, fourth grade, uh, wow. really young. Um, I was... Uh, Exposed to pornography, even younger. I was probably like nine years old, um, which I mean that took root later on to to grow into something. And uh, but the the drug use was around middle school, but really did kick off once I moved out to, to Astoria.
0: Wow! So you grew up and you went to high school in the Astoria? Mm-hmm. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, uh, part way I went to to some of the class. I just ended up dropping out when I moved. There. Got
0: it. That's right. Yeah,
1: I didn't. I didn't like it. I, it. It's not that I couldn't do the work. I just, I didn't like going.
0: Didn't like going.
1: I get it. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of structure in my life or yeah. any way to, to really force that or hold me accountable. Yeah. So I just, I just leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's why I went and got a, my GED around that same time.
0: It's an easier way to do it. It's like, let's go get the GD. I'm good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because then I'm done. And then I can just go do what I want. People, yeah. people are off my back, <laughs> which was not a good thing.
0: Right. The right. There was no accountability there. Yeah. Yeah. That seems good at the time. Like, hey, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the consequences are yeah. devastating.
1: Yeah. Especially long term. Um, the things that I thought were great then. Yeah. Hanging out with friends and partying and doing all that was cool. But it, 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 it set a trajectory in life that that just led me down the wrong way
0: let's talk about that was that that was before marriage right that was yeah just right out of getting the gd not high school but gd
1: yeah so i got my gd i think i was what 17 um got a license started driving i'd lost my license by the time i was 18 um i'd gotten pulled over and they'd searched the car and there was open beer containers and um eventually led to my license being suspended and um, but yeah, I was it was getting into to smoking marijuana and uh, drinking and and taking pills, which eventually led into to meth use, um, and and that's really when things started going south. A lot of um, meth use and uh, really a lot of crime that that came with that, and uh, just running around, staying outside a lot, uh, living on the streets or in the woods. Um, the woods have always kind of been a, a place that I run to <laughs> Interesting <laughs> for good things and, and bad, yeah. you know? So, um, but yeah, it was, it was really right around that between 17 to, to 19 that it, it got pretty bad that I started going to jail, um, went to jail a bunch of times in and out. And then, uh, then eventually went to prison. Um, when I was 20, I got arrested, went to prison. Um, and then I was in prison until, I think I was. It was 2015 when I got out of prison, and so I think I was about 24, 23 or 24 when I got out.
0: So for four years you were in prison.
1: Uh, well, it was, it was closer to three, uh, because I went in. I it was right before I turned 21. Got it. Just a few months before 21, and then I think I was before my 24th birthday, somewhere around there. The dates are a little yeah convoluted.
0: <laughs> what uh, What was the cause of going to prison?
1: So it was. It was a assault charge, um I had a burglary charge. Um and ori- there originally um I had gotten arrested for it and the the DA had given a deal to take a suspended sentence. Um instead of going to prison for six years they said if if you just plead to this then you can get a suspended sentence and five years of probation, but if you mess up then you'll go do the three years. Um I was full blown in drug addiction. And so my thinking in that was like, okay, well, three years is better than six. Um, I had no plans of stopping doing what I was doing, but I told them I did. Um, And so then I went back out to the streets and I kept getting high. uh, Even after, you're saying
0: after prison?
1: Uh, Yes. uh, But before I got out of jail on a suspended sentence with three years over my head to Mm -hmm. go to prison. And I just kept doing what I was doing. And eventually they arrested me and put me in prison. Um, And then... I did the few years in prison, and in um, there, it's you know, it, it it it's really if if you're not there to do well, you can do bad. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, it's no different than than being out here. If not, if anything, it's it's worse. Um, you can get deeper into crime. You can build different connections hmm. um, that that really um, put you on a path of 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 going just deeper into that that crime world and all of that and and so i did eventually get out and then i did go back to to my drug addiction um wow. so within a, the first hundred days of being out of prison i was already back in jail i got caught with meth and um so i had a possession charge and uh that eventually led me um to salem because i was out on the coast in astoria That's right um and i was running from everything i had going on there and i'd go place to place and eventually realized that the common denominator in all those places was myself. (laughs) Dang it.
0: I hate that.
1: Yeah. But it landed me at the UGM. Um, I'd never really been to Salem, uh, but I ended up uh, in Salem. I was high and I mean, I had warrants and just running from the world. Um, And I ended up at the Union Gospel Mission and I went in there. I didn't even give him my real name. I used a fake name and it was just like, I need a place to stay. I have nowhere to go. Um, but I didn't, I mean, I just didn't trust anybody. I didn't want them to know who I was or anything. And I stayed there as a, a guest, um, for a while for probably a good week or so, but I kept hearing about the program that they had there. Oh, we got a program for people that want help. They want new life. They want, uh, to get out of, of, drugs and homelessness, all of that, that vicious cycle. And, um, and so I kept hearing about it and, and eventually I, I joined, joined the program.
0: Yeah, take me back to those moments of living in the woods and on the streets. Those were crazy. I mean, I mean, I'm sure you look back and go, "That was interesting," but what was that like living? And what, what was your mom thinking? Like, where's Steven? What what's up with him?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not sure. I'm. I well, I know I put her through worry after worry after worry after worry. <laughs> um, but I I I enjoyed it for the most part um, in the moment when I was doing it because I, I attributed it to freedom. I'm free to do whatever I want, whenever I want. However, I was in complete bondage. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I, I like being in the woods. And so I would, if I didn't have a house to stay in or a couch to sleep on, I'd, I'd go out in the woods and put up a tent or whatever. And I would just stay there, uh, come into town at night if I needed to, and then head back out or uh, a few, a couple buddies, uh, we went down to California at one point to Northern California and put a tent down there and then eventually came back up here and, I mean, it was, it, I didn't see another way to live. I, I, in my own mind, I was like, this is, this is my life. This is what I'm going to do. Um, I had no hope for the future. I had Mm -hmm. no, I had no real, um, no plan. I I didn't see having a career. I didn't, I was just going to use drugs and, and just live life. And if it was meant drifting around place to place, then that was fine. Um, and the interesting thing is, and I tell this to guys, um, at work all the time, I'm like, my retirement plan at one point was just to go do life in prison. Like, if everything didn't work out, out here, I'll just go do life. Like, and then, and, and that'll be okay. And then I tell him, now I'm thankful because I realized that's a terrible plan. <laughs> <Right>. Horrible. <laughs> it's a terrible plan. But that's the thinking that yeah. I had then. That's yeah. the mindset I was in. And, um, it wasn't until coming to the New Life Fellowship program, uh, at the Union Gospel Mission that some of that thinking began to be challenged. Um, and I was learning. Uh, that there was a different way to live. Uh, I began hearing the gospel, people telling me about Jesus and, and going to the cross, and um, and at that point I, I didn't believe. Uh, I wasn't a Christian. Um, I was actually when I was in prison. I actually, uh, got involved in Islam, and I was a I became a practicing Muslim uh, while I was in prison, and then when I got out, I obviously fell back into addiction, which turns out what i was really worshipping was ultimately self but it was it was drugs that that's that was my god i was running to drugs to get high um just it's really essentially it's it's idolatry that that's what what i was worshipping and then coming to the mission they still they welcomed me in i uh, started going to salem heights church was welcomed in there uh, started going to a group the most excellent way uh, which is an addiction victory group was welcomed in there uh, they knew i didn't believe what they believed and uh, yet they're like, all right, well, we're gonna we're gonna continue to share the gospel,
0: <laughs> man. Yeah, that's really cool. So you're in your mid twenties now, relapsing, but then making your way to Salem, find the Union Gospel Mission, and hearing the gospel. So you you went through the program. So that's an eighteen month program.
1: Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah.
0: So you're what you come out of the program. You're now graduated. You've been clean for eighteen months. Mm-hmm. What age were you at that point in time?
1: Uh, I think I was 20, 26 when I graduated. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right around 26. Um, and it, it, I think then it was closer to 15 months, a 15 month program. Got uh, it was like 12 to 15. Now it's about 15 to 18. Um, and so, yeah, I was 26. I, I, I finished um, in April of 2017. And, that's when I started going to school. I went to Chemeketa, um to do, get a, a associate's degree in addiction yeah. studies, yeah. Um, so that I could go into counseling and and helping people. Um, mm. But yeah, it was at the at the very well. I was about six months in the program when when I um, surrendered my life to Christ. And Pastor Matt at Salem Heights Church shared the gospel with me. Well, it was at a uh, Most Excellent Way group. He sharing the gospel, and I'm like. I could feel God pulling on my heart huh. and I hated it. <laughs> I didn't want anything to nah, do with it. The flesh I wrestled like with it. Yeah. And, uh, I'm like, no, don't, 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 don't. And I got up and I had paced back and forth and then we broke into, to some smaller groups and I went up to him and I said, all right, well, if this is real, you got to prove to me that this is the truth because if it is true, then I'll follow Christ with the rest of my life. Um, and that night I gave my life to Christ and through, through conversation, through sharing the gospel that night, um, yeah.
0: So everything. so Matt had shared the gospel with you. You're pacing, and you came back and like, "If it is true, prove it to me." What did he do to prove it?
1: Uh, we went, sat down on a black couch, and he opened up the Bible, <laughs> and he started sharing uh, from Scripture. Um, and I, right now, I can't recall. I, I know we were going over a passage in Philippians about submission, um, and and but he he went to the Gospels. Uh, he was sharing the Word of God with me, mm-hmm. uh, and I think he could tell like god was calling calling me he was he was telling me you know you're mine surrender to me and follow me Hmm. i died for your sins Um, i was buried and rose again believe it and i was fighting against it yeah Um, but then he looks at at another person he said well how do these people change how did he change how does he change how does he change it doesn't just happen it it takes real transformation a heart change to go from being one way to another
0: yeah that's interesting yeah Wow. Okay, so you're at the UGM. Do you begin working for the UGM right away? Uh,
1: so no. That's I, only
0: that's only five years ago. I mean, th- right. this is in a way you're still. This is fresh.
1: Yeah. So that that night, the it was, I think it was in April 2016. Um, after I, uh, I was after that group, <laughs> I had texted my counselor, the program manager at the. Uh, the program. His name was Dan Fiechick. And I texted him that that I uh, just gave my life to Christ. And his response was, Stop messing with me. <laughs> <laughs> really? Like, yeah. I, I don't believe yeah. you. Yeah. So, but then, it, then he, I talked to him the next day. Obviously, it was real. So he was the program manager at the time. So fast forward, I end up graduating. I go to school. Um, I started working at Salem Heights Church doing facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott and, Hunter. Product. Yeah. Yeah. Scott. And so I was working around there while I was going to school. Um, and then I got hired on at UGM doing like security part-time um, and like a mid-shift Thursdays through Sundays. Mm-hmm. And so I, I worked there until I, I was almost done with school. Um, and then I got hired as a counselor on the program. Um, and then just a couple months after that, uh, the program manager had left and and then I got moved up to the program manager position for, for the same program that i just... graduated graduated from yeah Uh, that's pretty cool (laughs) yeah
0: god has a plan for you for sure
1: man it's it's crazy to to think back and and just to see you know and and i tell people it's none of this makes sense without jesus at the center of it Mm. none of it because i would have never chosen this for myself i wasn't seeking after god i wasn't seeking after being a christian right or a husband or a father which was also being built upon right that was that was God was preparing that as well. Um, but He's he reached into darkness. He pulled me out. He drew me out. Uh, and he did it all. Yeah. He's continuing to.
0: Well, I know you're good friends with Matt Messera as well. Yeah. yeah. But I love his quote. He goes, "Or, you know, I did live my best life on my own. And I was homeless, addicted to drugs. So on our own, there's no hope. Right. right. There's only hope in Christ. So right. you figure that out. That's awesome okay so you you got a job you're working this is good you've been clean you meet a you meet Leslie yeah yeah so so let's walk through this journey of marriage because how does a guy addicted to drugs gone to prison didn't graduate from high school yet God has a plan for you to give you a job salvation a wife and kids yeah so tell me about that
1: yeah so my wife Leslie um, she, She's from California. Her family; they all live down in Burbank, California. Um, but she she also struggled with addiction. Yeah. Um, she went through the program at Samanca Place. Uh, she's she's a graduate of the the same program, but for women. Um, and we meet. Uh, we uh, met, I think, the first time playing softball, where uh, I was playing softball, um, and then we ended up hosting a couple events together where we shared our stories, mm. um, and and we could just see God working in that um and we kept talking um and eventually we went to the same church we both go to same Heights we were going to the careers group um and both going to most excellent way uh it just seemed like God was crossing our paths right man yeah. I
0: mean no God's right. in this no
1: such thing as coincidence no right? such thing yeah and so God brought us together 100 and um so we start dating I propose we get married August 18th, 2018 is when we got married. Yeah. Um, and then the next year after that, um, our, our son together that we had together, she has twins from a, a previous relationship. Yeah. Okay. Um, our, our oldest, they're uh, boy and girl twins. twins. Uh, wow. Yeah. They're, uh, they're seven. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. They're awesome. Um, and then we have uh, two other sons together yeah. um, in the last uh, few years. Yeah. So it's, we went from, well, we went from single to, to married, um, to, to four kids pretty quickly. Boom. Um, uh, but it's, it, it's been a way that, that God has grown me so much. Um, really thankful for her and thankful for, uh, the life that, that we get to have, uh, together. Um, it's, it, it's beyond anything I can imagine. I mean, I, I never, um, I never would have seen again. And I said this a minute ago, I never would have chosen this life for myself, but, and that's not to say we don't have struggles. I mean, we. Well, you guys have problems? Yeah, <laughs> Weird. Uh, isn't yeah. that? Isn't that weird? It's, yeah, that's really it's, weird. I it's don't, an anomaly. I don't know what you mean right? But it's the difference maker is that that we have Christ, that yeah. we have the Spirit of God that lives in us, and our and our main hope, our main focus is is to be pleasing to the Lord, is to glorify Christ, and mm. and if as long as she's loving Christ more than me, and I'm loving Christ more than her, we're in good shape, right? He has to be one number one. Yeah, and, and that's a weird message to the world.
0: So, interesting message that even as believers we struggle with. Sure. You know, he's the only answer, but yet we love to do things on our own. Yeah. We're, I'm self-sufficient, man. Yeah. Got it all figured out.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize, I say this, I, I didn't realize how selfish I was till I was married, right? <laughs> that'll, that'll
0: quickly fix you. Won't yeah,
1: it? all of a sudden I, I'm like, oh, man, okay. I'm seeing God's showing me things in my own life. and Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So, you talked about the UGM for men. But Samaka place for women. That's that's really, I think people need to hear that there's shelters and there's help for both men and women. Yeah, in, in two separate locations.
1: Yeah, Samaka's in Kaiser. Yeah, and the UGM is in right by downtown Salem. How
0: many? How many guys come through the UGM? Like, how many guys are currently enrolled in the program?
1: I think we have about twenty-eight guys right now. Uh, we're on a Christmas two-week Christmas break uh, where. We pause groups, we pause counseling, we pause just the day-to-day stuff, mm. the guys that are, are involved in, um, because it can be, their schedules are very packed from yeah. morning to night. Um, they've got a lot to do. Um, and and so we take this two weeks to really pause from mm. all that, reflect on the time of year. What is the meaning of this? Why did Christ come, right? Yeah. What are we celebrating? Yeah. But also we want to give gifts, right? We have we had a big Christmas party where oh. um, Courthouse Fitness actually, um they hang up the, the, the cards in their, their gyms. Um, and, and people get gifts for our guys. They buy them and, and they invest in that. And, um, so we get to hand gifts out to, to our program men, um, mm. for Christmas. You know, they, 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 we say, what do you guys want for Christmas? And they come back with things and we try to get them exactly what they're asking for. And, and just to have it a time of celebration, um, uh-huh. playing games, uh, whether it be cornhole or Monopoly, um, some fun competition. And, and a lot of really beginning to look at the world differently because Christmas and the holidays can be a, a struggle for some, some people. It's a tough time of year. Yeah. Uh, so being able to, to really change some of the thinking around that and the experiences yeah. around it.
0: So tell me this. Uh, when you think about your mom and your dad, even though they, they, they were never married, correct? Right. What's your relationship with like your dad and mom today?
1: Uh, so my, my dad now lives in California. He just moved down to San Diego. Um, I think we have a better relationship now, um, than we ever did before. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, uh, he's, he's gone through AA, um, and struggled in addiction for most of his life. And then, um, I think, yeah, I think he has well over 20 something years, of uh, w- without any, any use. Wow. Um, and so, I mean, we, we talk, uh, he, he's now that he's in California, obviously it's a little harder to come up to Ordin, but yeah. um so it's it's been better um and then my mom uh, her and my stepdad they they were living here in salem for a while um that relationship's been um i mean it's been rocky over the years from you know just sin <laughs> my own their own yeah. um it, it it's but right now I, I would say it's it's in a it's in a really good spot the relationship we have
0: <laughs> that's interesting yeah darn sin nature that we all have you know we all care about ourselves more than we do other people yesterday I was I was up in Portland with my wife and I was just driving and uh I'm a pretty aggressive driver like that's my that's where I can I don't necessarily have rage, but I'm an aggressive driver and I realized I don't show grace to people while I'm driving and God convicted me yesterday while driving looking for this is a the key I actually journaled on it last night. Mm. The 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 title was Opportunities for Grace. And I just wrote out my challenge. And you know, we we often don't show people grace. Like your mom and dad, like I mean, I could see like even with my parents, my mom passed away years ago, seven, eight years ago, and sometimes my dad would say you know, gee, I feel bad for what, you know, I didn't do. But you know what? Grace covers all that. Mm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what, you can't change the past. Yeah. All we can do is, all we have is right here, right now. We don't have tomorrow. We don't have, we can't fix yesterday. And learning to live with grace, with unconditional love is, uh, I don't know about you, but that's where I'm convicted, yeah, absolutely. Unconditional. unconditional, like nobody deserves. I don't deserve God's grace, but He gives it to me willingly every day. Yeah, and so why aren't I extending grace mm-hmm. always? Yeah, opportunities for grace. So anyway, I just thought I'd share that with you. My personal conviction yesterday. Yeah,
1: yeah no, that's that's awesome, and it's it's true, right? We 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 oftentimes can overlook in our day to day lives practical ways to apply scripture to apply the truth of scripture yeah. and and things like that and and taking and and having intentional moments to show grace intentional moments right. to show mercy for the sake of reflecting Christ being yeah. Christ like right and it's supernatural right it's not yeah. when you're driving it's not a natural thing to to be happy oh thanks for cutting me off yeah. yeah, yeah. appreciate that uh. but no that's what grace is it's undeserved right it's undeserved
0: yeah I, I can find it, you know, I, I love to apply scripture in your life. So, hey, Stephen, you need to do X, Y, oh, and yeah. Z, <laughs> yeah. but not me, Sure, right? That's sure. a hypocritical thing that I've I've done in my life. So, hmm. yeah, I just, God is good. He is really, really good. I'm undeserving, you're undeserving, yet his grace is sufficient for all of us, for his power is perfected in, not strength, but weakness. weakness yeah, And that's the one, uh, I'm a guy, you're a guy, we want to be tough and we can go, Live in the woods, right? Sure. But that's not the wisest thing to do, Yeah, <laughs> to live on our own and, and isolate. But Sure, yeah. I'm really thankful for your story, man. And I didn't know, I know you, but I didn't know the prison story. Hmm. Um, I've gone to jail a couple times, you know, for different reasons. Yeah. I always tell my daughters it was prison, but technically it was jail. But Sure. hey, I've been there. Yeah. And God is still working on us. Yeah, I we mean. We don't arrive until he calls us home and... Yeah. Well, this is really good. As you, as we wrap up here, what are some things that you think are in your heart that you'd love to share that maybe we haven't talked about yet? Like Hmm. what, what, what does somebody need to hear from you from the Lord?
1: Yeah. Well, there's hope. Um, I mean, if anybody, if anybody that was in my position, if, if anybody's there now listening to this now, um is that there is hope. Uh there's hope for new life. Um, right, my thinking that, that life was going to only be a certain way forever was wrong. Um and and that it starts with the gospel. Um it, it starts with with facing who the reality of who Jesus Christ is. Um and it starts with surrendering to the gospel, to the mm-hmm. death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And 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 that's that's the foundation that we have to grab onto for true life change um for transformation right not not behavior modification um really heart transformation um, that is an inward outward thing the inside out but it starts there it starts with the gospel um because that's that's the hope for addiction that's the hope for for sin all around um but it it's the hope for criminality uh, it's the hope of the world is is how do we overcome those things and, and it starts with the gospel and then it's learning right after you're made new you're filled with the Spirit of God and it's learning how do you walk that life out how do you um, I think I heard Pastor Justin say it once he said when we believe on Christ we're made new creations we're not made mature creations <laughs> <How>? <laughs> the maturing is a process that's ah, a process yeah so it's it's then walking it out and 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 so that's that's what I think it is it's that, that Jesus really did live. Jesus really did go to the cross. He really did die for our sins. He did really die, and he did really raise up on the third day. That actually happened. And and so believe it. Um, that, that's the hope in the world is is the gospel.
0: That's a great hope. And I've heard Matt say it probably 100 times, but we're not into behavior modification but into heart transformation. Yeah. But we love to fix people's behavior. Sure. I don't know why that is, like, but – I think that's an outward like I can see somebody, but heart transformation is actually not something we can see. It's actually only thing that God can do. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it has to be. It has to be from the inside out and behavior modification. It doesn't last. It, it doesn't last yeah. long. It's yeah. it's more of a works thing. Um, it's I an outwardly
0: Pharisaic ferrisa- way of sure. living. Like, look at me.
1: Right. The the outside of the cup being clean, right, Ooh, by the inside dirty. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's great, dude this is fantastic, Stephen. I love, I love to hear your story. I love to hear the stories of people who, you know, I love to hear good stories. Um, but we all have a story that makes us who we are. Mm. And I, I don't know about you. I wouldn't change my story for anything. Would you go back and change your story or is it perfectly? Well,
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know, you might catch me on some days with saying, I wish that these things had never taken place, but ultimately it comes down to trusting God's sovereignty. Um, he allowed me to go through what i went through in order to use that for for whatever he has right. for me whether that's what i'm doing now or uh, whatever the future holds and um and he's changed everything i mean i i i, I have a family right that uh, first i have salvation i have a, a wife i have children um that i get to go home to um, a home that i own um, never owned a home growing up um but none of that just happened right and and even if the Lord decided to take all those things away, yeah. he would still be good, right? Yes, and somebody. and I would still have salvation. That's a hard reality, right? Yeah. <laughs> because we love those things, right? And they're, they're good things, they're blessings. Um, but the the true blessing is that God has saved me. Yeah. He's He's washed me new, made me a new creation. Now I literally get to live differently because of
0: that. Mm. Well, so if somebody wants to reach out to you or someone wants to share this maybe with a son or a daughter, uh, a friend, a spouse, to learn about the UGM, Samaka Place. How would they reach out to you, Stephen, to to learn more about that and the opportunities that people have the same opportunity that you had?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, they can send me an email, shill at ugmsalem.org. Yeah. Um, that's that's a great way to reach out. They can go to their, our, our website, the Union Gospel Mission Salem website. Uh, there's information on there, um, but yeah, if 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 they are, if you if you're looking to get help or for someone to to help, right? You're wanting to help someone get help, uh, reach out. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, one more quick question, just to make it fun. Wind we'll on a fun note. What's your most favorite hike that you've done in the last twelve months?
1: Oh, in the last twelve months, let's see, where have I gone in the last twelve months? Uh, forever. I don't forever. care. Forever. Well. We've, we've had a few. So we take our guys out hiking, um, at at the mission. Yeah. Um, we do outings. Um, and I think one of the, the most challenging, and it's one of my favorites is the cascade head trail. Um, and that's out on the coast, uh, right off the salmon river. Mm. Um, and it's, it's a hike man. <laughs> Cause you, I don't remember the exact elevation gain, but it's rough. It's rough to get up there. I mean, even, even after having hiked, for, for most of the year doing that hike I gotta stop and just catch my breath and stop catch my breath because you get to a point where it opens up into a valley and you just got switchback after switchback wow <laughs> yeah climbing yeah just but once you get to the top man it overlooks the ocean it overlooks I mean just just the beauty of the Pacific Northwest wow.
0: yeah cool that's a great way to end the the talk and the conversation um, I really appreciate you Stephen appreciate what you stand for and uh your Your uh, transparency through your journey of life. So yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you for the uh, rec podcast uh, to host this podcast each week. Really, we do mean share this with somebody that it can impact somebody. Stephen's story will impact somebody, and we can't wait to hear the feedback. So reach out. We'd love to chat with you if you want to be on the podcast sometime in the future, or you know somebody would make a great guest please reach out to me as well. You can email me at buddyp7 at gmail.com and I would love to hear from you. Thanks so much and have a great week. Bye-bye.